Hey, thanks for watching. I'm your host, Chris Swainhart, and this is Gun Stuff. Gun Stuff is dedicated to arming America, one law-abiding citizen at a time. Right behind us, you'll see the Arizona mountains, not too far from here. Folks are streaming in over the border to get a slice of this great way of life. On this side of the border, there's lots of people that want to change this great way of life, and we're here to serve as an antidote to those anti-Second Amendment, those anti-constitutional rabble-rousers that have so much power in the media and in our government. Hey, we got a great show for you today. Uh, our guests, Alchemy Custom Weaponry and ESP. Now, that's not the ESP that you might be thinking of. That's Electronic Shooters Protection. And boy, oh boy, do they have something pretty cool that you are going to want. And by the way, as always, we have the lawyer disclaimer at the beginning of the show. If you have impulse control, do not watch the show, or at least have somebody tie your hands behind your back so you can't order this stuff because you're going to want not only ESB but the Alchemy Custom Weaponry. This is a great show. This time of the show, we're always talking about Second Amendment issues. Now, we promised you last week that Daniel Bonnier was going to be on our show, and we talked to him just yesterday. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about his issue in a minute or two. Uh, he's a, the Vermont Firearms Training Center owner who was arrested, and he is being detained. They're doing all kinds of things to shut him down, and we're going to talk about it in detail in a little bit. Uh, I tell you what, when you know what we know, you are going to be disturbed. Now, let me see if I can bring along our co-sponsor here. Scott Kiefner, there you are, and you are looking bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Uh, explain to me your appearance. What's this orange shirt and uh, this casual-looking background behind? What's going on? Yeah, so uh, thanks, Chris. It's great to be here. The, we're at the Elk Creek Hunt Club in Owenton, Kentucky, and we're setting up for the Guardian Run uh, running charity running gun that we're hosting this weekend. And it has been brutally hot out here for our neck of the woods. Uh, a lot of humidity, and we're out there tromping through the woods, setting up a, a 10K or more course for all of the people that are going to come and shoot. So it's going to be a running gun. You're going to start with all your gear. You're going to run through uh, the 10K course, lots of obstacles, lots of lots of shooting, just a, just a ton of fun. But 100% of the proceeds are going to be going to Behind the Badge is the charity that we're supporting this year. So this is our, you know, we do this one charity event per year, and this is what we're doing. So this has been a lot of work this week, but we can't wait to bring you guys a lot of coverage of it. Hey, well, let's bring along our co-host here, right here in the studio. Let me bring her on. Here she is, trying to make things work out. She's doing her best, uh, trying to keep this old guy in line. Ursula, you are here. And uh, does this sound like something that Scott uh, is getting involved with that you'd want to be a part of? What do you think, oh, Ursula? Yeah. So Scott is, I actually look like what Scott's going to look like in two days. So like, I'm just in Denver. <laughs> I was shooting a whole nother match and got like completely sunburned. So like, and it was a team match, super hot. Uh, everybody's, everybody knows it's hot. So I even looking at comments right now in like both on Rumble and Facebook, everybody's talking about how hot it is. 
So uh, even though it's hot, we're still getting out there and shoot. I think y'all should should too. Because, um, yeah, I do believe in natural selection. So if you can actually survive shooting in the heat, then your bloodline is pretty strong. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's a great idea. Great <laughs> advice to anybody watching the show. Now, uh, Ursula, uh, 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 our next time Scott gets on, we're going to mm -hmm. be showing uh, some footage from the competition. Right. Now, by the way, if you guys haven't head on over to our channel, now just if you can watch it on Amazon Fire, Roku, Apple TV, you can watch it on Vimeo, mm -hmm. it's just about everywhere. Just go to our website. You can see the Guardian run. It's so, in the background, and you'll be able to see it, watch it, and, and go into... Uh, and get a little bit of feel for it yourself. But, Ursula, you were doing the same sort of thing, but a little different. Tell yeah. our viewers what was going on this week for you. Oh, so um, obviously this was not Denver. This is actually my uh, train, kind of like my little training match before I flew out to Colorado. So pretty much on this stage, you had to shoot from three different positions, one target each, and I end up... Uh, I don't, I don't know if you have it in order. Where the next clip is actually going to be from downrange of me running that same stage. So I wanted to see what my position in and out uh, and actually getting back on target. So that's like one of my favorite films, uh, filming techniques to actually see me from a training perspective. Uh, this particular stage, it was just kind of fun. So I was like, oh, man, I can just go go fast. Okay, cool. Uh, this one, another shooter was like, yo, we should totally film you from the front, and I'll hold my phone out. So <laughs> this guy, another uh, a local shooter, Tage, just a really cool dude. He's actually a mentor as well at the range I mentor at. So uh, this particular match, I think I came in like second in my division. So just trying to go fast and stay accurate. And it looks like a lot of fun now. Oh, I love it. Uh, and yes, in Arizona, because it's hot, it's all hell. Today is uh, it's going to be a high of 113. 113. 113. Yeah. Well, we all believe in natural selection. That's I know, what right? I'm saying all if along. I can survive, and that's why we shoot it at 7 o'clock at night. So. <laughs> yeah, now, speaking of shooting, uh, a lot of folks are always looking for a firearm. And mm -hmm. today's featured firearm. Uh, is from Springfield Armory. Now, Scott, I'm going to let you lead off here. Uh, tell us, uh, our viewers, a little bit about this XD Service Defender. Now, uh, Springfield, yeah. I think uh, from what I'm looking at, this appears to be a striker fire weapon. Now, I'm not mm -hmm. sure. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Springfield XD Service Defender, this is the this has been around for a while. And as usual, I get to talk about it, but Ursula gets to play with the gun. She gets the fun part. Right. <laughs> but the uh, but this these are uh, a great gun there. You know, the uh, Springfield Armory's version of a striker fire. There's a couple uh, added things to this where you can just where you can disassemble the gun without having to pull the trigger, stuff like that. But this is a 16 plus one uh, with a four inch barrel, has your Picatinny mount. Uh, with the standard three dot sights, I can't tell if that one has any type of uh, illuminated sight or no, night sight or anything just, like that. Yeah, just regular three sight, yeah. or three dots. Yeah. yeah. So this is going to be this is going to be your full capacity uh, standard, or I guess we would say standard capacity firearm mm -hmm. uh, for you know rough use, duty use, home defense, all those different things. So this one isn't necessarily the smallest model that they have. They do have others that uh, are better equipped for. Uh, undercover slash, you know, concealed carry stuff, but this model here is going to be your, like your home defense gun. So. Mm -hmm. Ursula, what so, do you think? Um, so since I'm also a fan of uh, 1911s and 2011s, don't worry, uh, we're going to have Alchemy on the show a little bit later, but grip safety, which actually promotes having a solid grip on your gun, it does have ambi mag release 
on this one. Uh, the trigger feels uh, about a four or five, more of a towards five pounds. Um, but super simple four inch gun, like you can run it. And if you want to get into competition, you can actually use this as a starter, especially with the capacity. So we yeah. love the capacity. Now, uh, for law enforcement, uh, you, law enforcement, they don't need that capacity. They, they're using six <laughs> shot or even the five shot revolvers. Isn't that right, Scott? <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, I, I started out with a, you know, like my first issued sidearm with the in the law enforcement was a revolver, three fifty seven Smith and Wesson, and I, I say that, and, and I get some people at the range look at me like, "What? How old are you?" you I know. know. I was gonna say, yeah. "How old are you?" <laughs> I came it in. Was, I came in box. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> beat up old things. Yeah. You can totally tell. You like, had to train with them. That's what you started with. Yeah, I love how you can totally tell uh, anybody in law enforcement how long they've been on just by whatever their first issued gun was. Because when I came in, they were starting to kind of slowly phase out 1911s. But that's when, like, you know, Glocks started to become, like, super prevalent into law enforcement. So Yeah, that like, dates you, cow. too, like, Ursula. I hate to say it. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, uh, this looks like a great price to me. Normally, what, 483 339 Now, mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on over at the Gun Stuff uh, e-commerce people. And, uh, Katie, I don't know if you're watching this, but you better check that price. That seems pretty doggone low for me. Uh, but, hey, while it's there, you might as well grab it. Now, we're going to be back with our first guest here in just a minute, or at least the first guest of where he did appear right after this quick commercial break. Cowboy's Wild Game Washer provides a wildly superior clean. Say goodbye to dealing with the mess of the feathers, the scales, the smell of your game in the sink after the hunt with the help of Cowboy's Wild Game Washer. Simply breast out your dove, duck, pheasant, quail, or fish fillets and place them in the washer. Connect it to a standard water hose and let it run. The game washer flushes all the feathers, scales, and debris over the top. Keep it running and when the water is clear, the game goes straight into the freezer bags. The wild game washer will significantly reduce your cleaning time of birds, fish, and other game. The constant flow of clean water causing the movement of the game makes it cleaner than washing it by hand. Everyone should have one. Also check out our self-cleaning dog and pet waterer. It ensures your pet's water is clean and fresh at all times. Order now and get free shipping when using promo code FREESHIP at GameWasher.com. Well, I tell you what, this idea of the Second Amendment is something that's catching on uh, and it's caught the attention of dictators everywhere. They want to get rid of the Second Amendment. And you're, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about it right now with our producer. Um, Michelle, you are dragged into this marketplace here of <laughs> Kicking <ideas>. and screaming. <laughs> yeah, kicking and screaming. And, and here you are. Uh, we appreciate you being here because you've got an interesting report. But just minutes ago, we heard from a success story, well, kind of success, because it wasn't too long ago you had Sarah Forgus on the show. Isn't that right? We did. We just had her on just a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. talking about her son, Walker. Yeah, let's see. And she texted me this morning with some very exciting news. He yeah. graduated college yesterday. Yay. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Such a big accomplishment for anybody. It's, it's yeah. great. 
So I, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, last time we talked, he was getting ready to graduate college, but then very shortly after that, he was going to graduate college. So in the next couple of days, he'll be defending himself in court, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, against September, I believe charges. this is. Yeah. yeah. So it won't be very long. So September. we still need to continue to root for them and, you know, go to the page and go to our page and you can see where to donate. But mm-hmm. he still has it. You know, he just finished a struggle of, of just being successful at college, but now he's got to struggle in the court system for doing something that yeah. we are allowed to do. Right. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, what did very he, much do? So. he, he, he uh, built uh, with a polymer 80 kid, I believe he built a yes. firearm. He had the audacity to shoot it. Yeah. And and, yes. and, uh, and now he's, uh, you know, they've they've raised I don't know maybe twenty five thousand dollars twenty twenty three thousand actually just twenty three thousand now go to gunstuff.tv there's a link on our homepage contribute to this because believe me they're going to need more than that and uh, yes. uh, uh, speaking of folks defending against uh, tyranny uh, that's these people now the Slate Ridge fiasco I had that on there because uh, 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 Michelle and I were talking about it before the show Michelle uh, how did you learn a little bit about this Slate Ridge what the heck is going on up there in Vermont I had someone send me a Fox News article talking about Slate Ridge started reading into it and about this guy who's had 30 acres he turned into a shooting range so I reached out to him on Facebook and began talking with him. And apparently the entire town of Paulette, Vermont has filed um, cases against him for zoning, not having the correct zoning permits for his buildings that he has on his shooting range. Yeah, we were on and, with him, Michelle. And, and Daniel said that he had all the permits. What happened was, is some judge got involved and they revoked the permits. Now, look, this is something I want you guys that are watching. Please look at that headline. Slate Ridge Fiasco. Now, they're calling it a fiasco. I call it a gun range. Uh, pushes lawmakers to ban paramilitary facilities. Now, I've got a video here. I don't have the audio uh, but I'm going to let this run in the background, and you'll be able to see, uh, you can be able to read it here. But the big deal is, is that the state lawmakers feel that they want to shut down anybody that has a range like this. That means Elk Creek uh, and Guardian Rust, you guys are out of business if you move to uh, Vermont, at least to this community. And the state lawmakers want to go after it statewide. In fact, if you keep reading along here, and you can look this at NBC5 up in Vermont, the, the, uh, the guy that is actually talking about it, the legislator, he says, hey, this is a big problem. We found out that there's lots of these shooting ranges in Vermont that have to be shut down. And also we found out that what we're doing is illegal, that there's nothing that allows us to shut these people down. That's a loophole. We're going to fix it. And, and you can read it here. Uh, I think it's shameful yes. and it's disgusting. And, and uh, But I'm going to give Scott a chance to renounce his evil ways and shut down <laughs> that Guardian run. And, and why yes. don't you shut it down right now? Because that looks to me like a paramilitary thing. Uh, are, are they wearing camo down there, uh, Scott? That's what I want. Yeah, so... 
that, that's that's the crazy thing. After looking into this and reading into this, he, you know, he he went out into the county uh, and bought thirty acres and intended to set up a range and did so. And then it sounds to you know, from what I understand, there were some noise complaints and stuff like that. People didn't like there being a range in you know in that general area, so they started filing complaint, complaints. And then in the process, got his permits revoked which then put him into some kind of status you know upside down status with the county but then those are just administrative things those can be handled with fines uh but instead they're trying to take legal action as far as like arrests and shutting down property and all these other things when technically all that should be is okay you're not allowed to use that building till we approve it and from the looks of the building it doesn't seem to be out of code it doesn't seem to be uh it's some home built shelter thing so you know it just looks like this they're just trying to administratively shut him down but the problem is is in their decision and in the proposal that i read on it is they are describing it as a paramilitary training facility so the but there is no there is no qualifications on that so anybody that like if you come out and you have a holster and your holster is in military-issued gear. Does that qualify as paramilitary, or, or does it qualify as if only if you go out and are doing small unit tactics like the military does? Those are all the different things. Well, the sad thing is is that what we're doing this weekend, we have people coming from all around the country to our event, and they are going to be doing a shooting event that, by all these definitions that Vermont is putting together, uh labels us as a paramilitary training organization and it's just a shooting event that's all it is uh so it just seems like you know they're just trying to shut him down and not and they don't want him to have that uh capability of training there and you can see in the news article they're showing shot up cars and all this stuff well of course those things are going to be shot up because those are the targets those, those are the are targets yeah you're yeah you know it's, if you have, it's, you it's all it target. stinks it stinks to high yeah. heaven and, mm-hmm. and, and and ursula uh, what do you think? One of the things they said, of course, he had all the permits and it was fine. And now they revoked him. They're also forcing him to take away the berms. And, and that's the, 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 yeah. the, the safety barricades. Yeah. Uh, what so, do you think, Ursula? But it's his property. That's, that's my biggest yes. thing. I'm like, if it's yeah. my property and if there's, let's just say, no HOA because it's 30 acres, you can't tell me that I cannot remove dirt, like piles of dirt off of my property. Unless you feel like paying yes. for them, and then we can start discussing that stuff. But like, well, and the crazy, the craziest thing is, why would you, if you know people are going to shoot on that property, why in the world would you want them to remove the berm? Mm-hmm. Because that is the safety mechanism that keeps those bullets from traveling onto other property. Yep. So why, yeah. it, out of all the things that they would have him tear down, remove, or whatever, the berm should be the absolute last. Yeah. yeah, and, and mm-hmm. uh, it's disgusting. Now, Michelle, we're going to let you kind of wrap up here. So Daniel was saying yesterday, as early as yesterday, even this morning, he was going to be on, but he's actually worried about uh, a Ruby Ridge kind of uh, incident at his range. Is he Is he not, Michelle? That is, those were his words, that he was afraid that they were going to storm his property, mm-hmm. for lack of better words. Yes. Yeah, so. and, and I, I think it's telling when you see the legislators saying, hey, this is a loophole. There's lots of them in Vermont. We need to shut them all down. That's disgusting. Hey, we're gonna, uh, Michelle, I'm going to ask you, just follow up with Daniel, and if we can get him to the place so we can have him back on the show, uh, let's see if we can do so and get a report. Don't you think? Will do. 
Hey, I tell you what, uh, okay. let's have a quick commercial break, and we'll bring on electronic shooters protection. And you know what? If I was Daniel, I would have bought these for all of the neighbors, and and then well, then there wouldn't have been an issue. Mm -hmm. The headrest safe is quick and easy to use. Some may even call it a game changer. The headrest safe acts as a safety net, protecting your belongings while keeping them out of sight and out of bounds of others, serving as security while also keeping your valuables in bounds. That's what the headrest safe provides for me. Game, set, match. You know, I, I feel for these people that are trying to exercise their Second Amendment right now. Think a minute for a, uh, just a second, how much money Daniel must have put into building that range. And, and now these legislators, they don't care. They're going to run right over him and everybody else in the state of Vermont. And uh, it, it's a pretty sick thing. And as I was saying, the neighbors maybe complained about the noise. What they needed was what our next guest had. And let me see if I can bring them on. Jack, uh, Jack Homa from ESPamerica.com. Now, this is not electronic. This is an extrasensory perception. It's electronic shooter protection. Am, am I right, Jack? That is correct. Tell our viewers a little bit about how you guys got started and, and, and what's up with, with uh, ESP. Well, uh, about 30 years ago, an audiologist here in Denver decided that there was a better way to do a custom earplug or, or an electronic earplug. And so he was the first one that developed the all-in-the-ear custom-fit electronic hearing protection device. Uh, Walker Game Ear actually preceded ESP, but Walker Game Ear was the behind-the-ear with the foam earplug stuffed in your ear, and he just thought there was a better way to do it. Uh, yeah, those foam earplugs, I'm not so sure that they work. Yeah. Ursula, have you had, what's been your experience with some of the competitors? So, funny story. So, as long as I've been on the show, I've always been running ESPs. So, every single video clip y'all see me shooting, I've been running my old ESPs, and I just got a nice new upgrade, which I'm super excited to shoot tonight. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. So, the cool thing with ESPs is because uh, they, not only is it electronic, Put, like fully fit it to your ear, your ear canal, because all of those are different. Um, the foamies, not my, my, not my jam because they usually end up falling out. Uh, the muffs because of the size of my head, like whenever I do like long gun stuff, I end up breaking the seal and there we go. Now I have another issue and I don't want to lose my hearing because once you lose it, you never get it back. So I've been a huge fan of, of electronic ear pro. And because like I said, it is molded to my ear. Um, you can get them in different color combinations. I'm doing Jack's job right now. I'm just throwing it out there. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, that makes it easy Jack, for me. I don't know why we had you on the show. We just should have Ursula do all the time. I know, like, ah, I got you. Yeah. So, this is these are the pair that I just upgraded to was the Apex, which are uh, actually like have a wind reduction to it. So, yeah, <laughs> got mine here. Um, and just to test these, I literally just got them in the mail yesterday. So I drove up here to the studio. Uh, with my AC blowing, stereo on, threw these in, and I could actually hear my music and not my AC. So I thought that was a, a true test of those, like off the get-go, because I was like super excited to bring these in. Uh, you can get them in really cool colors, complete up to you. 
Um, I decided to go with red for my right ear and blue for my left ear. And since I am tan, a little bit darker than these now, I have tan back. So they just look cooler in pictures. So yeah, Jack, I've got a, a, this. It says ESPs protect your hearing from damaging noise over 90 dB. And then mm -hmm. look, there's the gunshot. Wow. I, I didn't realize the subway is 90. Conversation is 60. Mm -hmm. Uh, I tell you what, in this studio of the conversation, it gets a little louder. Because <laughs> of what we're talking about. But uh, yeah, it, it it does the thing. Now, I, I, it's used by uh, lots of professional shooters. I'm assuming this is another uh, a user. Tell yep. us uh, about this one, Jack. Oh, Kaylee Browning. Uh, we first got, well, Kaylee's father, uh, Tommy Browning, uh, uh, was a customer of ours many, many, many years ago. Um, and when Kaylee was coming up in these shooting sports as a young teenager, uh, we outfitted her because of her father. He bought her a set. And then uh, Miss Kaylee has just uh, progressed a little bit to where she's collecting a lot of hardware uh, around the world uh, <laughs> shooting her shotgun. And, uh, and she's turned it into a full-time profession. She's got a hunting and shooting lodge in uh, Arkansas where she does uh, training and, and Olympic training for other people. And uh, she's just been a great ambassador for our, uh, for our company. I see a lot of social comments coming on here. Oh, uh, they love this type of product. I think we've already sold them, but we haven't even really started, actually. <laughs> but we've got a lot more interesting media here. Uh, here's what they look like, I, unless I'm mistaken. Uh, what are we looking at here, Jack? Well, let's see when it comes comes up on screen. There we go. Uh, that's just uh, some different color variations. Uh, basically, what ESPs are, are uh, the, the plugs, is the earplug itself is the protection. Then we put the amplifier in that lets you hear through the earplug. And then that amplifier has protection so it doesn't over-amplify the incoming sound like the gunshot. Mm -hmm. And so you can wear these in, you know, out at the range or big time in hunting. Uh, you know, one of the areas that uh, a lot of people say, well, when I go out hunting, I'll put my earplugs in when I'm ready to shoot. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> and so you can leave them in all the time, hear everything you're out there doing in the, uh, in the environment, and you're protected when you need to be. Yep. And we can see uh, they are super they're, comfortable. I've actually rode, <laughs> actually wore these on a road trip, taking a nap. <laughs> super comfortable. I've had a few people say they forgot they were wearing them and drove home with them still in their ears. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, and and you can see that they, uh, I mean, in fact, you can barely see them mm -hmm. unless you're looking at from the side. Yep. There's been a lot of times I've been on the range and people are like, hey, you got your ears in or ears on somewhere? I'm like, yeah, they're in. And they actually start squinting like, oh. Yeah, we, we've got a, we got a solution for the range. We do them in orange. Yeah, they do. <laughs> there you go. So your range master can, so your range master can see them. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to answer this question. Uh, John Crabbill on Facebook would like to know how much do they cost? So they have uh, four different main models, starting with the Leak Classic. That's going to be your analog at about 900 bucks. And then they have their Apex, which I just got, are 2,500 bucks. But you can actually, uh, I think that we have one of their clips of a breakdown of each individual model. Um, I'm going to answer all these questions. Yeah, no, let's, let's, let's get Jack. Jack. Let's get Jack. Like, Jack, Jack can go home let, on this one. Let's ask Jack <laughs> questions and let him do it. So uh, uh, I'm going to answer these next two questions, though. Rick Moore, are they rechargeable? No, they run a number 13 battery. Uh, Brooke Stewart, are they Bluetooth compa compatible? No, they're not. 
Um, I think Jack, I don't know if you want to chat on that a little bit more. Was that sure. Bluetooth one of those things that you're kind of thinking about later or? Uh, well, let's go start with the rechargeable. Uh, there are other products on the market that are rechargeable. Um, the problem that they're having with the completely in the ear versions versus the, uh, the other brands that have the cord around the back that you plug into your USB, uh, the rechargeable cases and the recharging systems, um, are not holding up real well and people are having to replace them and get them repaired and that's not cheap. Uh, the Bluetooth side of the coin is Bluetooth is very power hungry. That's why you see almost everything with Bluetooth is either rechargeable because they're expecting your, if it's a rechargeable hearing aid, you're gonna plug, you put on the recharger every night when you go to bed or they're all the corded models that have the large battery pack that hangs around your back. Um, so. We've decided not to go to Bluetooth for those reasons. And the other thing is, uh, why do you need Bluetooth at the range? You're supposed to be concentrating on your shooting, your hunting, or whatever else. But if you do want to do a Bluetooth option, uh, what I recommend is getting a bone conduction headset, which looks just like this. It sits right in front of your ear, and then when you've got your ESP in your ear, you've got your protection, you've got your Bluetooth compatibility, and you can use it when you need it, take it off when you don't, if you want Bluetooth when you're not wearing your ESPs, you've got that too. Hey, I'd like to uh, ask a question here. Uh, these are custom molded from what I understand. And Correct. I, I've got a photo here of uh, uh, somebody having his ears examined. And uh, in fact, uh, there's a whole video on this. Perhaps you could speak to this for us. I'll, I'll bring this video up and tell our viewers a little bit about this custom molding thing. Because I was going to reach over there and ask for Ursula's, but once I saw <laughs> that it was custom molded, uh, I thought it, it might be too small for my big ears. <laughs> yes, what we need to do is uh, uh, we need a set of impressions of your, of your ears. And that picture you were just showing is a slightly famous guy uh, in the uh, NASCAR world called Richard Childress. Uh, Richard's been a uh, customer of ours for quite a while. Uh, and here's one of our dealers doing a, uh, a ear exam, and she's going to go do the full impression process with uh, this young lady. And basically what it is, it's a two-part material that we uh, syringe into the ear, and it hardens up in about three, four minutes, and pull it out, and then that's what we make duplicate to make your, your custom-fit ear, ear plugs. No kidding. So now you have to go to a uh, a dealer to have this done. Is that right? Or can you do it yourself? Well, we don't we don't recommend the do-it-yourself process because as you'll see, most of the do-it-self don't have the syringe. And we don't like the idea of untrained people syringing a bunch of goop in your ear. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it does. But it doesn't have to be an ESP dealer in, the, in most cases. Uh, any audiologist or hearing aid place can technically do, do a set of ear impressions. You know, I can I can imagine the customer service calls right now. You know, I put this stuff into my ear, and now I don't hear anything. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'm having trouble hearing you. I don't think this is working. So I think maybe you made the right call there, Jack. Uh, uh, you know, of course, so, you weren't asking my opinion. So life hack, throw this out there. If you want a much uh, low-cost option for impressions, go to your nearest uh, retirement community. Go to their audiologist. They're usually going to charge you just basically like probably the cheapest fee. Like I just paid 45 bucks for mine, uh, for my impressions. And I thought that was actually pretty cool. You put them in a box along with your order form and you ship those off to Jack. Like that's, yep. that's pretty, the process is really simple. 
And yeah, average average prices for impressions are fifty to a hundred dollars unless you're in New York City. Then it's then it's a hundred dollars an ear. Oh yeah, I've seen that go. too. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So here, it's talking about pricing. Here's the pricing: uh, Apex twenty five hundred, Stealth twenty one hundred, sixteen hundred, nine hundred. I, I I don't know what is the price of of uh, hearing. You know, if you lose the hearing in your ear, uh, I, are you going to be uh, worried that you uh, saved nine hundred dollars? You could say, well, I've lost a hearing in that. I've saved nine hundred dollars, but uh, I've still got another one. Maybe I'll uh, pop for the nine hundred to to help me on that. What do you think, Jack? Oh. Uh, yeah, that's good. Good plan. Um, one of the things is uh, hearing loss is one way street. And there's a reason they call them hearing aids is because they can't fix it. They can only help. And a lifetime of hearing aids, uh, the average prices I think I've seen in the last surveys is somewhere in the uh, $4,800 a pair range. And you're replacing hearing aids every three to five years. So $900 comes out pretty cheap in the long run versus a lifetime of hearing aids. Jack, uh, last words uh, be, uh, from ESP. Why should people move ahead, Jack? Well, you, you got to protect your hearing, and it's something that you need to do. Uh, and we cover, you know, basically any kind of shooting sports, uh, from the tactical sports all the way up to sporting clays, ski trap, hunting. Uh, we've got uh, many African uh, professionals that are out using these on a daily basis, guiding in Africa. Um, they work, and we've been doing it for 30 years. We're the innovators. We're the first ones to do it, and we've got the best customer service in the business. Hey, well, Jack, thanks so much for taking some time out today. And uh, we'll be right back with our next guest, Alphamy Custom Weaponry, right after this quick commercial break. watching and uh, if you haven't signed up yet go to gunstuff.tv put in your email address and you can be in on the action by the way comment uh, during the show and uh, your comments and questions can appear right here our next guest alchemy hey Eli so glad that you're here and you've been waiting Eli uh, tell us uh, as an introduction about Alchemy Custom Weaponry. Now, there's something that says right here in the URL, 1911. I have a feeling it has something to do with that special date. That's right. Uh, you know, we're Alchemy Custom Weaponry, a uh, subdivision of Cabot Guns. If you uh, aren't familiar with Alchemy, most people are familiar with uh, Cabot because Cabot did the Meteorite gun. Uh, we made a gun out of Meteorite. And so Alchemy is kind of a sub-brand of that. It's kind of a a personal favorite of mine, of course, I'm over 
the sales, marketing, and customer service. So, you know, I just get all jacked up about 1911. So uh, I'm just, I'm jazzed up, ready to talk about them. Hey, Scott, tell us about the popularity of the 1911 platform while you, we still have you. Yep. So, hey, great to be back. Glad I finally made it back on. But the 1911 is such a famous platform in the fact that it has just stood the test of time. We, there's been so many different, different designs, so many new designs, so many improvements on firearms. But yet when it comes back to supreme accuracy, that we keep coming, the, 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 the field just keeps coming back to this design. And it's amazing that it was invented that long ago and still is able to hold that, hold those, hold that, uh, that rein that championship in. So, uh, it's amazing, but I, I personally, uh, do not shoot them on a, 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 on a competitive level, but I've had the opportunity to shoot them. I just haven't, I just haven't, I just haven't had to been able to buy one that at the quality with the level I want yet because they're there to get a good one. They are expensive, but Hey, uh, Eli, maybe we'll get you to fix that. When I grow up, when I grow up to be a big, when I grow up to be a big boy, uh, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get one because that that they are just they're they're phenomenal firearms and and they shoot. You can take someone who shoots a striker fire pistol. You put a, a tuned 1911 in their hand, and they will always be a better shooter. And yes. you know, it's, be, it's because of superior design, superior mm-hmm. trigger design, and and all these different functions that go into it. But I don't want to uh, get into uh, Eli's Eli's realm because he's yeah. the expert oh, in no, this. He's but the yeah, full this yeah. expert. Yes. <laughs> so Eli, it's really about craftsmanship, and we got a picture of a craftsman right here on the screen. Uh, tell our viewers, you know, the, the craftsmanship that goes into making these. In fact, I think I've got a, a, a video right here. Uh, it, it, this is not mass produced. Am I right, Eli? Correct. Yes, sir. We, uh, you know, if you saw the amount of guns we made a year, you you would, compared to like, you know, a lot of other people in the industry, uh, it, it's very low. Um, you know, we have less uh, people in our entire company than some companies have just salespeople. Uh, you know, it is a very close-knit group. You know, you're very involved with the gun. It's, it's a really personal experience, not for just the shooter, but for our gunsmiths um, when they're building these guns for um, our cu- customers and our clients. And that's that's what really makes the gun special. It's It's got this human touch that no other gun has. You know, you can, you can buy XYZ polymer gun off, and I'm going to try to not talk too poorly of polymer guns because that's my favorite thing to do. I hate them so much. Uh, but... You know, you can buy these off-the-shelf guns, right, and, you know, you, you have a tool. And these guns definitely can be used as tools, but it, you have this human – you can feel all the work that someone put into it. And it is a lot of work. I mean, it is several hours, and I'm, I'm talking uh, well into the double digits um, of work that goes into these guns, mostly done by hand, mostly done with your eye. There's a lot of feel to it that you just can't – you just can't hand somebody a book and say, hey, build me a 1911 to the standards that we do today, so, or at least with Alchemy Custom Weaponry. So, uh, you know, that's that's a big thing. The craftsmanship is one of the best parts about the gun. Now, we're uh, going through some of these photos here pretty rapidly because we have a lot. Uh, tell our viewers what they're looking at right here. That right there is a Prime Elite. So that's one of our flagship models there, um, and I've actually got that gun. I've taken the grips uh, and changed them to American Holly. Uh, because American Holly is, is a little bit prettier, but this is a hard chrome gun. 
Um, this gun is polished hard chrome. As you can see me working it through the light, it is bouncing off the light. And man, it's just a little slice of America. You know, the, the Prime Elite's got all the features that a lot of people want in a custom 1911 gold bead flush cut and crown HRT cut magwell. Um, but you know, at a pretty, all things considered a pretty affordable price. Uh, when you, when you go into the fact that we're using only U S made steel, only U S made components and by gosh, U S made labor, because we are trying so hard not to have anything from the 51st state of China on that gun. <laughs> and so, you know, I, 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 I absolutely love you. Like I just—he <laughs> yeah. sounds a little reactionary to me. I, I don't know about a guy like yeah. this. You know, don't I don't like that kind of language here because oh. you know we are on Twitter, and you know Twitter is you know wholly owned subsidiary of China, and you know we're broadcasting <laughs> out on Twitter right now live. So uh, our communist overlords over there. Uh, but they you, might take exception to this. If you want uncensored Eli, go to his Instagram, seventeen seventy six underscore duck is just phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal. Like nineteen eleven, uh, everything, like all the things, and he does put in, you know, every every once in a while, a nice little black gun here and there. But I absolutely love the content that he puts out. Yeah, speaking of black guns. Uh, uh, most pistols, I'm going to ask this of Scott because we want to find out yeah. if Scott still has audio. And, and Scott, <laughs> uh, on the left-hand side here, what is that little lever thing there? I don't see that on my favorite uh, <laughs> uh, black gun that has uh, ends, rhymes with lock. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. So uh, big thumbs, big thumb safety. Uh, those things are great. They, they, and they've evolved over the years to, to, to make it so that on the draw, this, you know, the, the original earlier versions, you know, they were, they were a little harder to hit, stuff like that. But over the years, they've refined these to be, uh, very intuitive on the draw. It doesn't take any time to disengage this. And I know there's some people that, are, that, that prefer thumb safeties and some, some that don't. Uh, but on the 1911 being a, a single action, you know, you, it's, it's a definitely a must have. So, uh, but they have done such a good job, especially on alchemies. Uh, last time mm -hmm. I was at their booth at, at one of the shows, I mean, the, the whole gun, you pick it up. It just, you, 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 you work, work the safety, work the slide. The whole thing is like glass. I mean, it just yeah, feels like glass, everything. Feel, yeah. The detents, all that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It feels fantastic. Hey, Eli, tell us about the trigger. I'm just kind of zoomed in here. Uh, what kind of work goes into the trigger system? And this, again, looks different than uh, some of our big box guns that we are seeing. Uh, did you forget to cut out some of the metal there? I just want to make sure, Eli, what, what, what's going on? I, I, I'm very confused. Eli. No, so, you know, you're definitely right uh, with the trigger. This this is actually this gun. This is uh, what's been called by our customers the Eli Special because this gun, I uh, I actually spec'd out. It was the, one of the first of its kind with Matt Hardchrome and did a video on it. The day that I dropped the video on this gun, we sold seven of them. <laughs> and that doesn't sound like a lot when you're, when you're thinking about just gun sales in general, but when you're thinking about a $4,500 pistol, that's kind of a lot just going off one video. So the gun does have, this is a long trigger. So this is actually more in line with the original 1911 design, which had the long trigger as opposed to the medium trigger that we see on a lot of guns or the short trigger that came post 24. And we do use the flat mainspring housing on some of our, um, 
guns that are limited editions. We have the uh, arched mainspring housing, but we use the flat mainspring housing and the no scallop. So if you look here um, right behind the trigger, you see that we don't have a scallop on the frame. That is just like the original 1911. And so we wanted to go with the original solid long trigger or have the option to. If you want that three hole Videcki, we've got it. I, I mean, I don't think it's as quite as gangster, but, you know, you, there is that option if you want it. So, you know, it's just and here's the thing, right? OK, these guns break three and a half four pounds and they always break in a little bit lighter i've got one gun um that i've had for marketing for a while now and she's broken into about about a 3.2 or three pound trigger and i'm telling you what son it, it's one of the me most amazing feeling triggers i've ever had but and that's what you know a lot of people don't realize uh because when you get into that really expensive 1911 that's one of the things you're going to get you're going to get a nice trigger or you should you should get the nice trigger you should. yes well, if coming from you, we're going to get a good one, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. We're going, we're going to hook you up for sure. <laughs> and uh, what do we yeah. got here? It looks to me, uh, again, we're going to be threatening our communist overlords. What on earth do we have here is a backdrop. Uh, I'm going to have to zoom in on this. Again, uh, you know, we need to talk to our attorneys because a lot of people are going to be triggered by this type of backdrop. And uh, you're just springing this on us at the last minute here, Eli. Uh, let's forget the backdrop. What are we looking at here? This is uh, slightly different. That is actually the same Prime Elite that we talked about earlier, the five-inch gun. Those guns are going to be available as well. And this is polished hard chrome. A little hard to tell in picture, sometimes polished versus matte, but that is polished hard chrome. It's available in DLC, matte DLC. Be blast blue if you want to do that. That's kind of the kind of a pretty awesome uh, a finish as well. And then regular polish blue, which is one of our most fan. It's actually our standard. Our standard is a polish bluing. Um, mm -hmm. That right there is, uh, is my, uh, I, I guess, my pet project. So with Alchemy, I love old stuff. Um, you know, I got, I drive an old car. Uh, you know, I, I carry a gun that was, you know, that came out in 1912 officially when they, when they started shipping those guns. But, you know, uh, I'm all into old stuff. And so, you know, uh, that's the tag actually on my 63 Galaxy, but that right there is my Combat Limited. So this is one of the one of 25 that we did that was supposed to pay homage to the uh, Pac-Meyer Combat Special, if you're familiar with that. And I've always wanted a Pac-Meyer Combat Special. I thought, let me tell you right now, if you could give me you could give me 30 minutes with Megan Fox or a Pac-Meyer Combat Special, I'd take the Pac-Meyer all day. And that's saying a lot. I like. <laughs> Uh, you know, this gun was, we, we re redesigned the roll marks to match old Colt roll marks. We uh, did the vertical cock insurations. It's a square guard, which is just super freaking gangster. Nobody does square guards anymore, and it's a shame. It just shows you how far we've come in society, the weakening of the bloodline. And so that, that gun right there is just our rendition of the pac combat special. Yeah. Y'all see why Eli and I yeah, get along? Yeah, yeah. Started yeah. off. Like, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, still, still wants me to give her children. So, you know, that's just every time I'm at a show, she's just. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, that's know, a, I just went into the DMs like, hey, bro, dude, our kids will be hey. awesome. Just throw it out there. I tell, like, I tell you, I'm going to have to zip through the, the last few here because our producer is telling me we're at the end of the segment. Oh, here. bad. And, and, oh, uh, bad. So tell our viewers a little bit how they can learn more about Alchemy 1911s. And we will have you back on again in the future because uh, I, I think we're just scratching the surface here. Mm -hmm. Eli, how can they find it? And I always forget because the podcasters, they can't read it. 
Oh, yeah. So you will want to go to alchemy1911.com. That is 1911 as in the greatest handgun ever made. Alchemy1911.com. Read about us. We got a YouTube page. If you if I didn't annoy you too now, uh, you want to go and watch me a little bit more. We've got our master gunsmith about things that other companies don't necessarily want to talk about with 1911s, which is pretty cool. So, you know, if you just listen, okay, if you're ready to repent and turn away from that polymer foolishness, I'm here to baptize you in the waters of John Moses Browning, okay? <laughs> so you just call me up and I'll fix I think Love that makes it. a lot of sense. Love it. I'm going to make. A, 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 we're going to leave it at that. But I want to make one pat, little slight uh, uh, personal comment. I know a lot of you folks have got lots of guns in your collections. I've seen it. Uh, you've sent me pictures. We've seen it. Mm -hmm. You know, lots of black guns. This, that, and the other. Sell them if you don't have an alchemy, yes. alchemy 1911. You need a 1911. Just, just right. sell it. And, and Scott, right. uh, I'm talking to you. I believe. I know. I'm hanging. I know, Scott. I'm hanging my head to shame right now. I'm, 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 so, I'm so ashamed. Yeah, Eli, we're going to have to talk to uh, Scott after the show and and see what we can do to get get his head screwed on straight. Thanks so much for being on the show, Eli. Scott. I appreciate you getting on here right at the last minute, right down there. In fact, uh, you logged yep. in. looks like you fixed your problems. I think you just probably had your finger over the microphone, but uh, I don't know. So, I'm going to say this. I think if you're watching this show right now, y'all need to start buying more stuff from gunstuff.com or excuse me, yep. gunstuff.tv so we can get Scott a quality 1911. Yeah, Because like, if y'all really want to know payroll, uh, we're not getting paid much, but at least we can get Scott a 1911. Just yeah, saying. That's Just throwing a, that out there. That's exactly right. <laughs> hey, Scott, good luck. Now, get lots of footage. Uh, try and put something together and uh, we'll be looking at it next time we check in. And Ursula, yep. thank mm -hmm. you for keeping us on the straight and narrow here. Yep. Until next time, get your stuff from gun stuff.